Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Blind Boys Politics. Nicholas Rod here, Chris Baker here with you on this Monday morning. Chris, how are we starting this week uh, as far as the weather is concerned? In Los Angeles, California, it is partly cloudy, 73. In Houston, Texas, it is partly cloudy, 85. In Chicago, Illinois, it is cloudy, 73. And in New York City, it is partly cloudy, and 72. Oh, all right. Another Monday. We're here again. Chris, are you happy that it's Monday? Well, I don't have to, well, I can't say I don't have to do anything today. I choose not to do anything today. Well, there you go. Close enough. Which Same is a thing. big, bold lie. <laughs> well, happy Memorial Day, everyone. Yeah. I, I mean, oh, it doesn't feel like Memorial Day because Memorial Celebration site usually go on. It's not happening. But traveling is, you know, traveling is out. I personally don't know anyone that's traveling. Nevertheless, yeah, no, I don't know anyone that's traveling either, but you know, we will get into some talk about travel here in a little bit. But you're right, traveling definitely does seem to be up at this point and uh, doesn't seem like it's going to be slowing down either. Everyone I talk to, they don't want to leave their house, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, everyone that I know, uh, as far as I'm aware, is just going to be kind of um, relaxing tomorrow, but. We'll be probably there. Yeah. I know I definitely won't be doing anything. Well, what else is new? Wow. 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 uh, You walked right into that. Speaking of doing things uh, Memorial Day, I know you said on Friday that you had some landscaping that you were going to be doing, some... uh, things in your yard have you uh, succeeded in any of that no no just no oh. <laughs> because we've had rain straight for the last 48 hours yeah yeah we really have i have a poppy and i have a sad depressing weather forecast mm. yeah it so has... i've been sitting on my butt Mm-hmm. Morning for the day the sun comes. Yeah. I just want the sun back. Is that too much to ask for? Well, actually, no, for once. <laughs> it looks like it's going to be coming back here this week, so you'll have that. I want summer. I don't want winter back. Well, luckily, it's supposed to warm back up, so. We're heading like, back in the right the direction. Five ninety degree days. Yeah, we'll be there. Just give it another week. Good. Glad you're the forecast meteorologist. <laughs> yeah, I've been checking the weather a lot lately to see uh, if we're starting to head back into those warmer temperatures, and it looks like we are. Thank God, because yeah, like you, I'm I'm ready for summer. Ready for the warm. Ready for the the sunshine. Um. In parts of California this weekend, it was 105. Jeez. Now, I don't want that. I'll pass on that. I wouldn't mind it for one day. Maybe for a day. I could stand it, but... You know why I wouldn't have a problem with it? Why is that? I have this little thing called central air. Yeah. (sighs) And see, you would be hating it, but I wouldn't because... I would just be sitting in the AC all day, 
not a care in the world. I wouldn't necessarily be hating it because I do have AC. So that would be fine. But, but it's not central air. But it's AC and that's all I care about. I'm telling you, it's not the same. Yeah, but uh, the one thing that would really, really suck about 105 here in New York is that the chance of the humidity being added on top is so high because it's so humid here a lot of the time, especially in the summer, See, that it would probably I must be, be even worse. I must be turning into a gardener because when you said the bad thing, I thought you were going to say all of our grass would die. No. <laughs> Well, I mean, we saw... I got news for you, buddy. All the grass is already dead. Yeah, I was about to say, we've been seeing a lot of that anyway because of the, you know, because of no rain, but now it should be coming back to life. to perk up after. Yeah. But enough with Chris's gardening hour. I suppose we should get into a COVID-19 update. Yeah, no talk of the talk this morning. Uh, So we get right into a COVID update. In 41 states, COVID positivity is down. 11 states have reached the government's goal of 70% of adults with at least one shot. Those states are New Mexico, Pennsylvania, Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New Jersey, Maryland, and Hawaii. The last hospitalization in the state of Alabama left Sunday morning. 50% of adults all Americans have at least gotten one shot, and the Biden administration has asked the World Health Organization to investigate the origin of COVID-19. Now on a related subject, the CDC on Friday released new guidance for overnight summer camps. This comes after the FDA gave Pfizer emergency use authorization for children ages 12 to 15. So what is the updated guidance? The camps should recommend that campers and staff get vaccinated if they are able to do so. If the entire camp is vaccinated, no one needs to socially distance or wear a mask unless there are specific state or local laws. For people who are unvaccinated, masks are still recommended when you're indoors. And they also recommend that you have cohorts of people and try to keep the cohorts from mixing. If someone tests positive for COVID-19 and is unvaccinated, they do need to quarantine. Those who are vaccinated do not need to quarantine unless they show symptoms. And the guidance says to support those who still want to wear the mask. Most states are allowing summer camps at this point. Uh, They're allowing them to resume So to see if your state is allowing this, check your state's website. You may remember way back in August, one of our very first reports that we covered, Airbnb was banning house parties. Well, the company announced last week, you can forget about your Airbnb summer house party this year too. The company is extending the ban policy until at least the end of the summer. The policy says if you are renting an Airbnb house, you cannot have more than 16 people staying there regardless of the house. Those are both enforced by the owner of the house and the renter of the house. And if you break the rules, you may 
maybe banned ever book be ever the company could take legal action against you as well and keep in mind you need to agree to all of these terms and conditions before you even can book the rental the company says if you the renter have a string of negative reviews from homeowners you will not be able to book any single night reservation during the fourth of july holiday so like we talked about earlier in the episode at the beginning there, uh, travel does definitely seem to be up and uh, it's kind of being supported by the TSA. And if you are planning on getting on a plane anytime soon, you better be prepared to wait. And you better also bring your mask. The TSA says that with the summer coming up, uh, travel's back to full swing. And the numbers prove it. Americans want to get out of town. The Homeland Security Secretary said that from the days of May 21st to the 23rd, 5,234,000 people approximately traveled. This is about seven times the amount of passengers screened during this time last year. Basically, airports around the country are close to the same capacity we saw back in 2019. So to try and keep up with the lines moving TSA has hired more than 3,000 TSA agents since January and are hiring a thousand more agents before the July 4th holiday. Here is what is not changing the mask mandate until September 13th. TSA requires you to wear a mask from the second you enter an airport to the second you leave an airport. At this point, Homeland Security says there is no timeline to lift the mask mandate. Moving forward, on Thursday, the president released his proposal on how he thinks our government should spend money for the next fiscal year. For 2022, President Biden suggests a $6 trillion spending budget. This proposal includes the $2.3 trillion infrastructure proposal the $1.8 trillion education and families plan, and $1.5 trillion for proposed discretionary spending. Discretionary spending includes things like the military, the education department, CDC, climate change, and other programs. That's on top of the mandatory spending, which includes Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and other safety net programs. Every year, a president outlines how he wants to see every federal dollar spent in their budget proposal. President Trump's last budget was $4.8 trillion for the 2021 fiscal year, but it doesn't end there. Congress needs to negotiate, debate, and pass the plan through both the House and the Senate. You may remember from last year when we covered the budget last year with all the steps that was included to get the budget passed in December. The president's proposal is the highest sustained level of federal funding that we've seen since World War II, and the forecast deficit of $1 trillion throughout the next decade. Keep in mind, this is a proposal, so anything can change in the fiscal year and September 30th. We will have to see whether or not a deal gets done by then or if congress again will kick the bucket down the road well we have some news about the january 6th commission that's been talked about for a little while now Uh, the bipartisan commission to investigate the attack on the capitol from january 6th 
is now dead. The bipartisan bill, which was taken up by the Senate, has officially failed. They couldn't even agree to debate on the issue, the final vote being 54 to 35, with six Republicans voting to start the debate and 11 senators not even showing up. This very same bill passed the House with 35 Republicans voting in favor of it just last week. The commission would have been similar to the commission that investigated the September 11th attack and created the definitive investigative document about it. The failed January 6th commission would have ensured equal representation was given to both Democrats and Republicans and make it clear no one that sat on the commission is a current elected official. It would have also ensured the commission had specific expertise in law enforcement, civil rights, and national security. So now what? Well, it is unclear, but it is possible the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi will assemble a select committee made up of current House members to investigate. This special House committee would require testimony from key people who played a role on the January 6th attack in the days leading up to it under subpoena power. Those hearings could drag out very publicly for months. Well, that's what we have for you this morning. As far as the main news segment goes, let's move into some rapid news. I'll start us off. Eight nooses were found in an Amazon warehouse. The facility was closed for two weeks, and it is still closed at this time. Employers are allowed to require the COVID-19 vaccine and can also legally provide incentives, including cash, according to the updated guidance from the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Nick, what do you got for Monday morning good news for us? All right. So recently I had a story on here about um, someone who's been paralyzed for over a decade being able to write using a chip in their brain. Well, even more amazing technology is being created uh, to help people with paralysis just kind of live their lives again. And I have another one of those stories here this morning. Former race car driver Sam Schmidt had suffered a crash back in 2000, which left him paralyzed from the shoulders down. And, you know, he's, of course, been in a wheelchair ever since, hasn't been able to walk at all. Well, some new technology has been created. It's described as an exoskeleton, which support his legs and allow him to basically walk using that technology. At the moment, with this technology, he still has to be supported by someone uh, from behind him, but he's able to get up and actually walk using this technology. Um, Just recently, he got the opportunity to dance at his daughter's wedding, and scientists are currently working on being like advancing the technology so that he doesn't need uh, to be supported and can walk all on his own. And this isn't the only major thing he's been able to do. He He's actually been able to get back to racing thanks to um, a car that was created that he was able to function just by using his head and uh, motions with his head. So he's been able to take huge steps forward and kind of just regaining parts of his life over the years. And hopefully they are able to, uh, to advance that technology even further. 
you know, I, you know, this is a really good story all the way around, obviously, don't get me wrong. But I feel like the best part about this was that modern technology, modern medicine gave a man that 10, 20 years ago, the opportunity to dance at his wife, at his wife's wedding, <laughs> at his daughter's wedding, that 10, 20 years ago, that wouldn't have been possible. Absolutely. No way. And just like, imagine the emotional factor in it all, um, getting that opportunity, how that must have felt for him. That's like one of those surreal things. It's great that he's able to get back to racing, but I know if it was my child's wedding, I would care more about their, you know, the wedding day dancing with her than getting back to like, you know, my career or something like that, you know? Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, great good news story, Nick. Heartwarming. Great to see technology working in the positive. But that is the end of this Monday morning episode. Make sure you follow us on Blind Boys Politics Twitter account for the latest 24 hours breaking news so you're always in the know. Follow us on our personal accounts to see what we're up to. Make sure you check out my Twitter account especially because I have an updated picture of Annie, my puppy. But nevertheless, check out our recent Medium articles for stories that we don't get a chance to talk about on the podcast. But until Wednesday morning, some more. See you later. Bye, guys.